You're listening to Upstate HR, the HR podcast for non-HR businesses in Upstate New York. Upstate and all of New York State will have new paid family leave legislation beginning January 1st, 2018, and it's the most comprehensive in the country. We're going to talk about what's included and what this means to businesses, and we'll also give you some tips on how you can prepare. Stay tuned. Upstate HR is brought to you by Labor Love. For only $8 a month, you'll receive a new labor law poster automatically every time there's an update. With Labor Love, you'll never have to worry about poster compliance again. Visit laborlove.co for details. Labor Love, love what you do, leave the labor to us. And by Burr Consulting, LLC. In today's world of ever-changing and evolving labor and employment law, payroll processes, employee relation issues, and the complexity of a work-life balance we all face, understanding and addressing these issues can create multiple challenges in legal liability. Burr Consulting offers you affordable human resources consulting for both profit and not-for-profit organizations. Visit burrconsultingllc.com today strategically aligning HR as a partner for the success of your business. Now let's get started. So today we're here to talk about paid family leave, which uh, you just described to me is new to New York. So what do we, uh, what do we need to know here in New York State? Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting. It's going to be the most comprehensive uh, paid family leave in the country so far. A few other states have have passed paid some paid family leave legislation and certain companies cover certain things for for uh, employees as well. You see it more in the tech industry. I've actually seen some local companies here in, in upstate New York cover things like maternity, maternity 100% pay. Uh, they do go above and beyond you know what the paid family leave requirements are. But yeah, New York State effective January 1, 2018 is passing uh, the New York State uh, paid family leave legislation or it goes into effect then it's been passed for about two years and on that date if you meet certain requirements hours worked uh, eligibility you know part-time work either full-time or part-time you could use up to eight weeks in 2018 and then uh, by 2021 it goes up to 12 weeks so uh, it's going to be based uh, you're going to get a percentage of your pay uh, 50% in 2018 and then by 2021 it's going to be maxed out at 67% of your pay when you're off for those potentially 12 weeks on paid leave. That's great. Now, I know um, we talked about the Family and Medical Leave Act in an earlier episode, and this is not referencing medical leave particularly. What is included in paid family leave in terms of what... um, you're able to do as a parent or family member. Yeah, so so the, the difference is under your FM, FMLA, family medical leave, and that, that implies, to, implies a, to employees, applies to employees with 50 or more employees, right? Employers with 50 more or more employees. Anything less than that doesn't is not covered under family medical leave. Now, obviously, states can have specific legislation. Federal is 50 or more. 
in New York, if you have one employee on the books, uh, in, for most organizations, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to qualify to uh, to have paid family leave. So, the the big difference is under FMLA, it includes yourself. New York State paid family leave. It's for basically there's three conditions, um, you know, childbirth, foster care, or um, adoption would be one for a woman. And then if there's a serious health condition uh, with yourself or the child, parent, parent-in-law, grandparent, grandchild, spouse, or domestic partner would, would be another one. And then military duty um, related to a spouse, domestic partner, child, or parent that is on active military duty. So those are the three areas that are covered. Self isn't included in this. Obviously, um, there are the short-term disability options that employers provide as well where you would be covered uh, under, under short-term disability versus the paid family leave. One thing to keep in mind with paid family when it comes to childbirth is if a woman needs bed rest for a week or two prior to, to having the child, a lot of women can't work right up until the day that the kid's born, that's actually not included right now. So they'd have to take the short-term disability and then either switch over to paid family leave or maintain the short-term disability at that point. They, they have the option if a husband or wife or a spouse or domestic partner work for the same employer, they can't take paid family leave at the same time to take care of the child. Obviously, they have the FMLA option but mm -hmm. uh, to, for job protection, but paid family leave would only, would only cover one at that point. Got so. it. And are it, uh, men eligible for um, uh, parental leave? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're eligible. Um, they can take the leave up to the eight weeks as long as everything's approved, the paperwork's documented, all those fun things. So, so yeah, they do, and then um, they do have that option if the wife isn't working or the spouse isn't working for the uh, uh, same employer. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of a workaround if the if the woman or, or domestic partner, whatever it is, stays on short-term disability. The man could technically use the paid family leave, and I've asked that to a uh, question to insurance companies is well you could technically game the system if you wanted use the disability and the paid family but they said you're right at this point you could do that so mm -hmm. now uh for those very small businesses with one employee or two employees um that are worried about this from a financial perspective um who's paying for this where does it come from and uh is it an option to start paying into it already Yes, yeah, so uh, it's 100% employee funded. Uh, employers have the option to pay for it if they want. I've cautioned employers about this and, and health insur insurance companies have cautioned employers as well that right now the rates are pretty low. You know, it, it's a small percentage of your, your base pay. I think it's point like three five or one three or something uh, percent of your pay. And I've got that information right here. But anyway, it's a small percentage. Basically, it's up to $1.65 a week. It would max out at, I think, $65.85 throughout the year. So if you made over $67,000, they would stop taking deductions for it. But that's, this is the first year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. I mean, if people start to use it like crazy, you could see those rates spike tremendously next year. So if an employer does decide to pay for it... Um, just, just be careful because you've committed to it this year. It could double or triple next year. Uh, it's going to cost you a lot more money. But right now, 100% funded by the employee, uh, and it comes out of the New York State Workers' Comp 
system at this point. That's where the legislation is, is coming from. That's how it's going to be managed. So. And I understand there's some option to start some, some employees or employers could have yeah. started as early as July. Yeah. July. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. July, uh, well, first 2017, you could start taking deductions for that. I don't know of anyone that has taken it yet. And, and the advice I've been given by insurance companies, uh, disability companies, is that it's based on how you pay your insurance. Some people pay it you know, a year in advance. Some people pay it in arrears, quarterly, whatever. whatever you, uh, However you pay your disability insurance is the way you're going to want to pay the paid family leave as well. So my advice would be to work with the, the disability insurance provider to understand the right process. I'm working with companies now, organizations now that the recommendation has been made to not touch anything or start taking deductions until after the first of the January 1. That's when you'd start taking them. So okay. it's all based on how you're paying certain things. And, and the best thing to do is ask these questions up front to make sure you're not falling behind on payments. One of the things you said is that, you know, if as an employer you want to be the one to pay for this, um, just to be cautious because the, the price could go up if a lot of people start taking right. advantage of it. And you also mentioned at the beginning, um, this is the most comprehensive paid family leave in the country now once it goes into effect. Um, so because we're there's a lot of uncertainty, um, have you heard anything in terms of what to expect? Uh, do they expect that it will go up? Are they basing... Uh, this price and this model around anything else that's out there? Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's an average of the weekly salaries in New York State. So if you look at a minimum wage and the exempt and non-exempt laws, it's break, broken down really. New York, New York City and the rest of the state, I guess, is considered one region. But um, it's, it's statewide right now. And so it's based on the average weekly rate. That's how they're kind of pulling these numbers together. And obviously, it's going to adjust as rates go up. So you're probably going to see higher deductions in the future. You could see more deductions, obviously much more higher deductions if it gets used a lot. I think, you know, the insurance companies and disability companies have been, uh, you know, I think overly cautious or knowing that probably what we're going to see is, uh, you know, the maternity, the, the childbirth, adoption, foster care is probably going to get used before anything else as we roll into 2018. So those are the things just to be aware of that you know, right away you could just see a spike in that type of use versus any other type at this point. So uh, I don't know if they're benchmarking off any other state or city at this point. It, it sounds like they're, they're focused mainly just on New York from what I've seen in um, the legislation and any you know, laws and things like that I've read with through, come through attorneys. So. Okay, well, I guess this is another example of New York State trying to be at the forefront of some of these policies and uh, that's worked out in the past. It's established models for the rest of the country in the past and uh, I'm sure there's lots of examples of where things really need to be fine-tuned yeah. and maybe they rolled out before they were ready. Well, you know, and I mean right now um, I've done some webinars on this through, through some national and global organizations and, and work with some of the people, I you know, organizations I support and the law is still somewhat evolving right now where they're kind of slowly trickling out regulations and how it's going to be um, managed and, and the deductions just changed a couple weeks ago, changed a few weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, you know, as uh, leaders and, and HR uh, professionals, we've got to kind of be 
monitoring these things quite a bit because you're probably going to see it evolve even more into 2018 and into the future because FMLA since 93 has changed significantly and added through legislation and court cases different definitions of what can be considered under FMLA. So so again, uh, this is just the skeleton in my opinion, the kind of the, the high level of what we could see five or 10 years from now and, and just being able to to know uh, what to expect is going to be advantage to anybody. So other things I can mention, um, you can run it concurrently with FMLA if your employees qualify for family medical leave as well. So you do have that option. Obviously, you want to kind of write that into your policy and uh, make sure people know that that's what you're going to do. And then there's options if you if you want to make up that difference, uh, you know, because 50% is tough to live on the first year, difficult to live on. Uh, you can, uh, you know, if, the, if the employee wants, they can take the vacation to kind of equalize that pay so they get a full paycheck. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Obviously hard to manage half days of vacation or sick or paid whatever PTO leave you have. But it also gets it off the books as well at the same time where you don't have a buildup of that type of uh, a leave at the end of the year. So, yeah. so there's kind of some details that aren't the same as FMLA. And there's, there's a lot that are. Job protection is the same. Uh, back to a similar position, similar pay, work, etc. Would be very, uh, very much comparable to, to the family medical leave. So, and then we'll see uh, if if FMLA federally becomes paid at one point for maternity leave, which it's been proposed under the Trump administration. So that can add another layer of complexity to what we're going to see in New York. Mm -hmm. so. Well, thank. That's a lot of uh, great information. Um, one of the things you know about about this podcast is we are the Upstate HR podcast. So. Um, just kind of, uh, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time, yeah. but uh, are there any resources, any things for upstate businesses, any um, presentations or things happening that might help any small businesses that still have questions about this? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, if you look on my website, I've got listed some of the, the uh, webinars I'm doing at the, really at the national global level that you, you can download and buy. Uh, there's a lot of local attorneys that have had seminars on this as well. There's some, there's a few coming up in Corning and Rochester with, uh, you know, a couple attorney offices. If you get on there and look, there's plenty of resources that you can go to, and see. My my suggestion is to get to one in person where you can ask questions. Webinars are great if it's detailed and, and broken down. It's hard to ask questions during a webinar. Uh, if you're in person, you know, in a live setting, it's easier to either ask the question in the group setting or pull somebody aside at the end. So the more you know, the better you're gonna be to implement this and roll it out uh, because it's coming fast. Now it's September 1 tomorrow and uh, January's here before we know it. And it's gonna be, you know, up to the employer to have the forms to have the postings on the wall that we're supposed to have, um, all those things you're, you're gonna be required to do. So we've just gotta be proactive and, and uh, communicate with our workforce and, and know the laws well enough to answer high level questions, so. All right, well, thanks for the information there on the Paid uh, Family Leave Act and um, your website is burrconsultingllc.com yep. for, for that information. Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, I think I've written six or seven articles just this year about paid family leave along with some of their pre-recorded webinars as well. So there's a lot of information just on my website at this point too. So. Cool. Great. Good. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Upstate HR podcast. If you have any ideas on the topics we should cover, send us an email at ideas at upstatehrpodcast.com. Tell your friends and coworkers to subscribe in the iTunes podcast store. And thank you for listening.